In the words of Andrew Gold, thank you for being a friend. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. Episode 109 of the Fat Man Chronicles. I'm Pete, and cue the booze. No Gretchen. She is traveling to Nebraska. But have no fear, we are still a regular couple on the journey with you to health, fitness, weight loss, and a better life. And I am joined by the one and only Rob Bozovich. Rob, how are you? Very good yourself. How, uh, how are you doing today? That was a terrible answer, Pete. I am very well, Pete. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for correcting that. We'll just leave that in there, though, so everybody knows that you messed up once. That, you, that is the only time in my life. I'm glad you recorded it. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm excited to get to get caught up with you. Uh, we haven't talked in a, in a while on air. We talk often off air, but we haven't talked on air in a while, so it'll be good to yes. kind of catch up with you. And I don't want to miss... The opportunity, though, to mention, instead of a podcast corner today, I'm going to go with my own views from the couch. Well, I have some as well. So, oh. you know, I came prepared in that aspect. You know, I figured I, I was going to fill the shoes as best I can. Oh, yeah. Well, I, well, let's start with you. What, what What's Rob's views from the couch? Well, and uh, I forget when and how I was on here last, or if it was E for E a long time ago. And I admit that I binge things for certain reasons. I like to, like a completionist. I start getting and get through them. So a friend recently uh, turned me on to Alone History oh, Channel. Yeah. The Love that survival. Show. Yes. Okay. So I, and, and he started by telling me something that I'll get to here at the end for shortly. And uh, basically, he told me what was happening. And then I, so I went back and started season one, episode one. And in the last two and a half weeks, I'm, I'm now halfway through season seven. I'm not season seven, season five. My wife and I are catching up on season seven. So I have to finish five. I have like two episodes left, then six. But I've already watched most of seven, which is the current season that is currently on. And the reason is, uh, if you watch the show or anybody who does, Roland, who is on the show, even though it, is, it says Red Devil Alaska, he's from five minutes from Clearfield. Oh, so really? He, uh, so he's from here. Yes, he's from here. That's why there's a big thing about it. Uh, if you, no, no spoiler, uh, but you know, he's on the show talking about as I was preparing to do this, my mom passed away and this and that. It was a big thing that he didn't come home for her funeral and blah, 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 blah. So everyone's still rooting for him, but it's uh, like a, the local guy. And I know several people who have gone exploring with him or, or on a, on adventures, I so to say, hunting trips and this, you know, hiking trips, hunting, you name it. So, and they're like, and then people are like, well, what's he like compared to like how he is on TV? And you're like, that's exactly what he's like. <laughs> you know, so he's not putting on a show for the cameras whatsoever. That is how this guy is. Yeah. So, he's, he's my uh, favorite yeah. on this season. Gretchen and I talked about it. Like he comes off as like super arrogant, but 
I think it's just confidence. I think he's just really confident in his abilities, and he's a lot of fun to watch. Yes, and not giving any spoilers for anybody who wants to go watch and some of the things he does. Like you watch it, and then Heather and I turn and look at each other, and we're like, did that just happen? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I, I mean, you know, the two or three moments I'm talking about. So, yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's it's been we talked about it actually. You, I know you and Heather are still catching up. We actually did talk about it a little bit last episode. So you'll hear it. We did give some spoilers, but you know, it's alone. Yes. It's not well, like there's I, 20 million people watching this thing. Yes. And uh, yeah, and I apologize. I did not do my homework on catching up on binging your show. Cause it is something Heather and I listen to together when we're in the car. You know what? We haven't been traveling much lately. So we have a few episodes in the hopper Stupid uh, COVID. You know, to catch up on. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, that's awesome. I we love that show. We watched that together, Gretchen and I do. I I'm fascinated by that lifestyle and those skill sets even though, you know, like I'm afraid to go camping in my backyard. So that's <laughs> one of the one of the things that uh attracts me to that is it's something that I have zero ability for uh today. Who knows in the future? Although I could tell you right now, I'm not going and spending whatever, a hundred days in the Arctic, unless it's a weight loss program, because those, they all lose a ton of weight. So I said that this morning as we're watching it, cause they put the little uh, thing at the bottom that says so-and-so has lost X amount of pounds. Usually it's pounds for men. And then they'll say percentage for women. Uh, like so-and-so has lost 20% of their body weight. And, uh, it, you know, that I said to Heather, I think like, that's way more than biggest loser. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> And it's only, I mean, only, air quotes, they're only out there 30 days, you know, starving themselves in the Arctic in, you know, September, October, November. So, well, I would argue that the workouts they're getting are probably more strenuous overall than the biggest loser, too, because they are moving all day long, just trying to make shelter, get fire, find food. It's a constant uh, battle uh, out there. So, I don't know. Very fascinating show to me. Yes. Uh, yes, all around. I, I'm very intrigued and I, I don't want to spoil anything at any point, but I do highly recommend if you're looking for something, people go back. You can start with season one and two are on Netflix and then, uh, three through seven are on Hulu. So you will probably need a Hulu subscription as well to go through that. So the that's one what thing I got. I will, that's my recommendation. Yeah. The one thing I'll caveat is if you're squeamish about animals being harmed, this is not the show for you. Uh, I, don't disagree with that, although I want to say not one. All these people are, uh, to steal the Gomer's words for a while, from a while back, stewards of the land, you know, and they're very, they try to do everything as best and or humane and, and almost every single one of them, if they take uh, a life, whether it's a fish, a bird, a, a mouse, all kind of say the same thing. Hey, thank you for your sacrifice. You're helping me continue to live, you know, so they're very, you do see, uh, you know, animals being field dressed and so forth. Uh, so if you don't like that, you're definitely not going to like this. But the, the people, I think, are very conscious of what they're doing out there. Absolutely. For sure. Well, is that is that the only view you brought or you got anything else in your pocket? That's, oh, that's it for now. So I go through and, and try to a completionist and that's that's what i'm on right now that's all the more i can think of right now i apologize so i mean no. if you wanted me to talk to you about uh any kids shows uh, i've seen plenty of those in the last nine months yeah. you know i can tell you all about dino and blaze and um paw patrol released the first few seasons and then all that crap 
So yeah, yeah I can go through a lot just... of that, but I, I I think we're good. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, we're yeah. On the same we all can count there. to ten, I think, at this point. So. <laughs> uh, all right. So my what I came with today is completely different, although it is outdoors and it is crazy. So I just watched running the triple crown which is with Mm. Rob Steger, who is the podcast host, one of the hosts of Training for Ultra. And Rob went, and so the Triple Crown, running the Triple Crown, it's not a horse race, although that's the more famous Triple Crown. This this is a series of 200-mile-plus races that Rob completed while raising money for cancer research, a very specific cancer, which I apologize I didn't write down. Uh, but he was inspired by a coworker's daughter and he was going to do this and he decided to raise funds with it, which he did uh, about $70,000. So that's good. But anyway, awesome. it's a, it's a six part series that's on Amazon prime and it does cost four ninety nine for the series. I think it's well worth it. If you want to see somebody go do something really, really stupid and be inspired. So the, the crux of it is there's these three races, the, Bigfoot 200, the Tahoe 200, and the Moab 240. And you run these in the over the course of about three months. Well, maybe two and a half, actually, give or take. So you're out there for kind of basically like three, four days at a time moving mm-hmm. through mountains. And there's a lot of climb. Bigfoot may be the toughest of them. I think there's like 40, 45,000 feet of climbing for... Uh, for that. So it would be like going up Everest a couple of times. Now, granted, way more oxygen, as Rob says, and when he's talking about it, but it's still just a ton of climbing. And it really was inspiring to watch him and see how they kind of, how he kind of got through it and some of the suffering. It wasn't as detailed as maybe I would like, but that's because I'm nerdy about it. But I think they did a good job to get kind of the right kind of appeal broader audience. Yeah. Much broader audience. And in one of the episodes, as he's going to run the Moab 240 at check-in, he actually runs into David Goggins, who is kind of a famous, I think he was a seal or was he a ranger? I can't remember. I think he was a seal. I, I'm not as big of a fan as other people are, but I know he, you know, ran into David Goggins and that was a big deal for him. And it's, um, a pretty good, pretty good watch. I thought I really enjoyed it. And I think even Gretchen might enjoy watching this one with me. Now that we own it, we could watch it anytime. Uh, David Goggins was a Navy SEAL. Thank you. According to Google and or Wikipedia. There we go. See, I can always count on you to, to do the Googling for me. So yeah, type as quick as I can. Yeah. So that's, that's it though. I, instead of bringing a podcast, I thought I'd, I'd fill in a little view from the couch myself and, it's kind of an inspiring journey and you know Rob was a I think he was about 200 pounds and uh got down to about 150 you know so I mean like he lost a bunch of weight he had a heart his father had a heart scare and actually his dad is in the sub 30 club and I know he's very really? proud of Rob so that's it's cool. kind of a cool connection there and that's it you made that's me, all I'm giving you you made me think and and uh of the vert too as well because I find it's funny uh, I did watch two documentaries. I forgive me, I can't say the name of them, nor if it was Amazon or Netflix. So I was trying to go through my Amazon quickly, it was just hitting a button to see if it was like a recently played or whatever. 
One was the uh, the guy that was trying to set the because you you know like hiking the FKT is it the Ultraman or Ultramarathon? It's something down on the Tennessee region. Ultraman. That was a pretty good watch. Yeah, that's and, also um, on Prime. Well, okay, so it was the Prime then where I saw it, and then it came up with like a recommended. It was like the I want to say Ram, but I don't think it was quite the Ram. It was a it was a, but they did basically race across America. Um, it was a bike bicycling one. It came up as well. They were both good watches, about an hour apiece. Um, I can't once again get the name of it. I apologize for not uh, being ready with that, but I was scrolling through my Amazon and I just find it funny how they classify things because scrolling through, I have news, I have sports documentaries, like you know the categories, and then the next one says not exactly vacation, and they come up with a lot of movies, including. Uh, the beach and uh, the last house on the left in 127 hours. Like how they <laughs> classify these things are just how that not exactly the case. Isn't that horror? Way to go, Amazon. So, sorry. <laughs> People hacking off limbs. I mean, I don't think that's that, that's not a vacation I want to go on. So <laughs> yeah, that is a never a true statement. Yeah, not exactly, not exactly vacation. <laughs> oh man. So. All right. Well, now that we've right. done that, Rob, I think we need to catch up a little bit on how you're doing. And I can't remember, you know, I should have looked this up. Like the last time you were on, was it, I think it, was it after the pandemic started? It must've been, but I can't remember. Really? So, Well, that, I don't remember being on since March. Maybe I was, I guess I could go back to and check that out. Maybe not. Maybe it's been longer. I, I don't know. You're probably right. Yeah. So well, anyway, I don't know. why don't you yeah. tell everybody what you've been up to in 2020? Well, let's see. I uh, let me see. If I want to make sure I get these all correct, um, I had a triathlon, a half iron, scheduled in uh, in, in in Virginia. In when was that one going to be? Uh, uh, late April, early May. Uh, canceled. I was then going to go to the uh, Asheville and ride the Grand Fondo. Canceled. I was then going to go to do the Heiner 50K, canceled. I was in on the New York Marathon, canceled. I was going to then do another ultra. I was going to come out with you for the Badger, canceled. Uh, so, you know, I, I see a theme here. So what have I done? Uh, you well, know, I guess you, you good. Yeah. I mean, along those lines, I think you're when you said Badger, it dawned on me. It may have been a year. I think the last time you may have been on was when we were talking a Badger recap. Could have been. Last okay. August. Time flies. It does. When you're in quarantine. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What have I done? Use air quotes there. Um, nothing. <laughs> There's been nothing to do. I've done a lot of training and I guess you've heard me say it off mic or off, you know, whatever, how to say it there uh, a lot in 2020 when all this started and I'm going to go way back. I'm not, uh, you know, saying anything mean about you people. You and I talk a lot and we, I sometimes just take devil's advocate opposite side of, of what you're, whatever you're saying just to do it, just to cause a conversation. You know that, but I was trying to look on the bright side when all this stuff started and saying, well, here's the bright side. You know, I, I say, I, there was I totally remember me telling you, there was kids like two streets over from me playing basketball in the middle of the street. You know, people, I saw people riding their bikes. I saw people cutting their grass. And this is all whenever this is just starting, you know, type of deal. So I'm like, well, I'll keep signing up these races. And maybe by then, by X, this will happen. And X never came. It just kept being delayed or canceled. And so 2021, I have a lot of stuff 
bought, booked, and paid for that's been delayed or deferred since this year. But I was able to get, once again, kind of look at the silver lining at the bright side. Um, I have a lot of stuff that I've done, or once I've done, it's just been runs, rides, you know, uh, hanging out with friends. And, you know, just when I say living my best life, I hate to sound like that guy, but that's where it's been. You know, it's been a lot of doing the exercise because I like to do the exercise because I like what I'm doing and, 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 and or who I'm doing it with, you know? Uh, so runs have gotten, uh, more frequent, but slower. I found some, I got some of my friends that I've been, you know, telling like a decade, Hey, we should go for a run. And they're actually doing that now. And or same thing with riding. Just, you know, a lot of, a lot of time on flip because I'm home, uh, you know, with the kids frequently. Uh, I have flexibility in my job to do that. And my wife does not. And, and her business is picked up significantly. So she's putting in a lot more hours there. And, uh, but yeah. So whenever like re- we're recording right now is, is, daughter naps and you know sons of daycare so you know that's that's it i mean it's hard to say like hey what'd you do nothing a lot of sitting in my uh bike room pedaling and uh watching a little avatar on the screen and a lot of in-person runs with friends so yeah you're in a your nutshell that's kind of it your definition of nothing and my definition of nothing are completely different I mean, you'll, you, you you bike 2000 miles on a trainer and that counts as quote unquote nothing you go and run some nine minute, you know, miles with friends that counts as nothing. I would also say that, I mean, and you know, to me, this, this matters, right? Because this is about a full life and you also have done more with your family, like in terms of camping and, and finding ways to get outside. And I mean, you, you are one of the people that I think has been able to through a combination of things. One, your situation, like you said, but I also think just kind of who you are and your kind of outlook on life, you've been able to deal with and take advantage of this quarantine in a way that a lot of people haven't. So I commend you on that. I mean, it's always an inspiration to me to talk to you because you're just kind of matter of fact about it and go about life. And I guess, and and yeah, so I guess that is by, by, I don't want to say, you know, definition or it's all how you say it. Uh, since Christmas, because I track all my gear, uh, so since December 25th, 26th, whenever I put it online, I've biked, uh, 3,600 miles on my new trainer. Um, I don't, I, I don't quickly have a, a, what my running tally is since then, but you know, I could say that's what I've done. And you're right, since quarantine started, I guess, I had a bunch of like a half a dozen small little house projects, but also I've, uh, built the, uh, I sent you photos, you know, uh, I doubled the size of my garden and we've been doing uh, you know, a lot of gardening and we've, uh, I put in what, 400 feet of fence around my backyard so my kids can, you know, play and want their toys and be, you know, safe. And I built the, uh, the ark, the, the, the boat, the ship, whatever, everybody, oh. everybody calls it something slightly different. If you remember that. So <laughs> without trying that? to give a, <laughs> trying to give a visual description to people, like, you know, it's one of those, Hey, when there's a national shortage on everything, let's go ahead and try to do that. There's a national shortage on lumber. So it's, you know, why not go ahead and put in a fence around your yard? And the boat started as what was supposed to be a simple place that, uh, you know, something like five by 10 or whatever. The, it is now about, I don't want to say two story. It's a double decker. Looks like a pirate ship. It has, um, you know, it, it, it's now six feet wide, 15 feet long. 
It has a two slide bo- sliding boards off it, a rock climbing wall on the back, a 16 foot beam sticking off the side that holds uh, two swings, a trapeze, a- and a cargo climbing net. Uh, the only thing left is because my son is only three. Um, there, eventually there shall be a zip line, but they, they, all the places that sell them say that you're supposed to be about eight before you get on those. So we have a few years to add that. So yeah, you know, it's just, you know, all in a day's work, just keep moving, I guess. So with your permission, I'm going to, I want to post a picture of that thing so that people can get a, Go ahead. you can post several, yeah, front, front, back, left, right, whatever you want. I don't yeah. Care. We've yeah, got, I've got several pictures that you've shared with me over time, but here's the part that, you know, showing the the major difference in kind of who we are, our personalities and our capabilities. When you did this, I said, oh, did you get a kit? And you're like, no, I kind of drew a picture of what I think it should look like. Then you got working on it and you're like, well, I think this looks better. So you basically did this by freehand. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that super impressive. And you're like, well, no, you just like put some boards together. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Well, I don't even no, know. What yeah, that I mean, means. I was going to build it with straight, with straight walls. And then, but you know, it looks better if the sides angle out, you know what I mean? So it's, and it's a lot of like, I'm not smart enough to like, uh, like I remember geometry from a few decades ago, but it's simple. It's like, oh, okay. Well, if it's a 22 degree angle here, then the other angle here, just, I kind of just hold the board up. I'm like, oh, that looks about right. And I cut it and then I measure it and I just duplicate it over and over. And I think I said, I think to you, I said the directions were pretty much, that I to give to somebody. I'm like, it's not that hard. It's build it. And if it wiggles, put more screws in it. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not my forte. Make it look cool and, and continue on. Yeah. Well, super impressive. And you have gotten a lot, you've gotten a lot done and you've gotten to spend a lot of quality, a lot of quality time with, with the kiddos. Uh, yes. But yeah, you do have yeah. something coming up, right? You've got, you've got a bike, a biking thing coming up? Oh, allegedly, uh, yes. And I say allegedly because I'll, I'll give you guys the rundown and or maybe read directly from that website. And I say get it correct. Um, and so there, there's a, with any Rob story, I'm trying I'm trying to get better at this, you know, to, to condense and not ramble. But there's two or three ways that everything could go about. And, and a big part of this is, and you guys, bear with me, but it'll make sense as I say it, um, logistics. And so I've been very interested in, um, I like cycling and I, and I've been getting more and more interested. If you go back to the old E3 episode where I did the gap trail, the, the two day bike ride and we stayed in a hotel and everything, but I've been getting more into the idea of like, I want to, I really want to go on a trip, like a two, three day trip, go camp, like backpacking, but on your bicycle. It, some people on the road call it adventure touring. If you do it off road, like dirt and, and, and such, they call it bike packing. Similar, but different. It's like saying running is running, but no, road running is different than trail running. Blah, blah, blah. So anyways, um, I've been very interested in this in a while, for, for a while, and a, uh, friend of a friend of a friend type of thing. So one of the internet friends that I ride with, said, Hey, you should check this out. So, you know, uh, you know, this guy's doing this. And, and I asked and instantly I said, no, I can't do it because the logistics are I'm in central Pennsylvania and this ride is Ohio. And, uh, when I say Ohio, it is start at the bottom of Ohio, South point, Ohio, which is, uh, there's, you're in Ohio, but you see, uh, West Virginia and I think it's Kentucky. 
borders with down there. The three of them come together at, at, right there with, where you're in Ohio, but you see both states or other states over your shoulder with your rear tire. And then you ride 500 kilometers until your front tire hits Lake Erie. You know, no big deal. Just go ahead and do that in two days or three, whatever. Uh, but that's, when I say logistics, it's hard because it's a north to south ride. I have my brother-in-law who lives in Columbus, so I'm trying to figure, like, well, if my wife goes, do I ride to Columbus with her and then rent a car to get to the start? Does she pick me up at the finish? If she doesn't go, how do I, you know, do I just drive to the finish, rent a car, get to the start? Since it's a point-to-point thing, and since I'm not starting from my house, you know, which is a, or ending at my house, you know, I'm literally making, like, a big T. I have to drive you know, to wherever, then get to, you know, the finish or the start and, and do it. So the logistics are, are I don't say a nightmare. They, they're difficult to do. But I think I have most of that figured out. And uh, like I said, we're a little behind on episodes. So when my wife listens to this in maybe three weeks or four weeks or a month or whenever, we'll see if it actually, when I say goes off. She, she gives me a lot of leniency to do a lot of things, you know, racing and, and all that stuff. This one is asking a lot, and she is – uh, amenable. She's agreed to let me do it. Uh, you know, say, she said, go ahead. We just have to then figure out that once again, is she going to go or not? Are we going to have family to help watch the kids or is she going to go to her brothers? We just have to figure out a couple of things. But as of now, I'm signed up for it. Anybody else who wants to sign up for it, it is called the, uh, dirty water route route. We're going to say that 500 K. And, uh, it, it's free. It costs nothing. Um, and they describe it as, uh, and it says, you know, what you get, uh, by registering for this race is a route, a mass start and the motivation to challenge yourself on a self-supported bicycle adventure. They say they give you a rough idea on what to do and some bike recommendations. They say, basically we have no, um, you know, we don't want you to have any swag wagon. We, we don't want, you can't have assistance. You need to do this on your own. And it says, hey, our rough idea is get to the finish line in two days. But if it takes you four or five, whatever, you know, basically you text the race director when you're done and say, hey, I'm done. And then you send them your GPS file and they'll, air quote, compile the results. But that's it. It's more of an adventure ride than than a race. Um, but they have it listed as a race. So, yeah. Is that a, a decent enough description and a, and a ramble? Did yeah, I, did I cover yeah. It all? Yeah, so two things. One, if you want to hear Heather talk about supporting Rob, you can go back and listen back to episode to 56 that I talked to Heather because I think it's a fascinating perspective to get the person who's kind of behind the athlete, right? So the spouse in this case, his wife, and what it means to support him. And she was really candid, and it was a really good interview. It's actually one of the most commented on episodes I've ever done uh, of anything, so... Yeah. Go back is and listen it to why do you, is the, is the number one comment why do you stay with this nutball? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the, Gretchen <laughs> gets that question daily about me. So, uh, but yeah. see, that's why I I I'll get back to the the race thing in a second. But that's yep. exactly why I bring up uh, things like running uh, the triple crown with her yep. is to show her like I'm not as crazy as this person is. Yeah. Yet by comparison, like I'm barely doing anything. Yeah. Right? You know exactly. Uh, well, and she I'm not got some of that. All the way around the world. Yeah. yeah, she got some of that. You know, meeting the ultra runners and ten junk mile crew and Michael Ortiz. You'll you'll catch up and hear all that. Although you know some of it because we talk. But um, yes. Anyway, 
So my my question on the on the on the race yep. or adventure ride. My my question is why not just find somebody locally and go do this on your own? Like what's what's the appeal of going to Ohio to do it? Many answers there. And if Ohio doesn't work out, then I probably will. And I don't know how to say it uh otherwise. And and so to answer it with three three or four different answers, and it, it's just like why go pay to do a marathon whenever you can just go for a run, right? So uh, no, I'm gonna I think that's go... much different, and I'll get to, get to why. <laughs> okay, I, I get you. Um, I would love to just take off and do this, okay, and or, but I'm not going to do that. I'm necessarily just going to leave and leave my kids right now and wife, right? Okay. Um, so it sounds weird to say, oh, you'll do it if it's a race, but you're not going to or an event, but you're not going to do it if it's, um, you know, just go do it. So to just basically say, yeah, hey, Heather, I'm just going to randomly leave on Saturday and I'm going to go do this and see you Sunday night or whatever. Um, I don't have anyone local who's as interested in doing it. I take that back. There's one guy, um, his name is John, and he actually puts on the local King of the Race uh, Mountain through Habitat for Humanity. He actually rode from here to all of Chicago last year in like late September. So he might be interested in it. But I say that three, four ways. Um, this gets me a route that is fairly well scouted. I'm going to get to more than completing this. Because let's just, I'm going to be candid. If Heather goes, and if Heather goes to Columbus, and then if Heather says, hey, I'm going to be at Lake Erie at 4 o'clock on Sunday, I either need to ride really fast, or I need her to, I'm basically going to say, well, I'm at this part of the state, come pick me up. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to, I'm going to do it for the adventure portion. So one th- part of it to say is, my left pannier on my bike has my clothes, my right, because right now I'm trying to do some training and make sure I have the right gear. Um, and the right pannier has sleeping bag, tent, um, you know, uh, hammock. You know, it has those items in it because you, you're, you know, I can just lay a, a, a sleeping bag on the ground and just go to bed. But I, I want to do this for the more of a learning experience than anything. And so I think it, to do it a little bit more in a controlled environment, Additionally, since it's an event, Heather's a little more on board, I guess, to know like, oh, there's going to be other people out there and much as doing it myself. Because in my local area, if I just left my area right now, um, drivers aren't as kind to cyclists on the road. So, you know, I don't want to do something and, and be in danger. So this is a majority of this is gravel roads. So, you know, they recommend a gravel, a cyclocross gravel bike or a mountain bike. So it's, it's not high traffic roads. There's going to be other people there. And additionally, the last part is I'm going to do it to be with people. It's not like there's going to be, uh, the New York marathon with 50,000 people, but I'm going to go and ride with a couple of guys. So just like when I went and did the ultra and I ran it with Karen and when I came down to do the marathon and I ran it with you, I'm going to do this event with somebody, you know, that, uh, you know, I know a little bit and get to know them a little better as well. So. It all adds up. But if I was to just, I just don't have that desire to go ride by myself for two days and just leave right now. No, like, I oh, said hey, this other... Saturday, I'm just going to go do it. No, yeah. I, mean, I I didn't think that you should do this on your own. My, my point was mm-hmm. find another person and or two and and yeah. kind of hit the road more locally. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe even use your house as like kind of go out and back and you you know choose your house i mean i know part of it is the camping or what have you or the that part of the adventure but i guess my point being that 
you could still be kind of quote unquote home. Um, right. You know, if, if worse came to worse, but I get it. I mean, I think that this kind of a cycling trip is actually probably one of the better things to try to do during this pandemic because it's naturally socially distanced. You don't, you don't ride right on top of each other. Um, yeah. You're outdoors. You're not going to sleep on top of each other because that's gross. And it's, you know, you, you put up a hammock. I I think that this is actually one of the better sporting events while this is all going on. So, but I do find it to be completely different than a marathon because you said it yourself, like this is an adventure. The other one is a race, right? And Mm -hmm. a race needs timers and all that. Right. And, and it's like a different atmosphere for races versus adventures, right? Your own kind of thing. So that's what right. got me was that differentiation. I said marathon, but you know, we could fill in as well. Same thing. I said, I went, I drove to Maryland in order to do my ultra. I could have just easily walked out my door and went and ran 50 K, you know, but I went to Maryland for it because all the same, all the same as this is that, you know, it's, it's an event. And I don't know. I'm going to say more like, I don't want to, I don't want to sound negative when I say, Heather gives me permission for the events, but less likely for me to just leave and go run or ride the entire day leaving from my house. You know, it's like, it's a designation. Like I'm going to go do this because of this time and and so forth. Yeah. I I still see those as different. I I mean, an ultra is it's organized in a different way. You have aid stations, you've got swag and medals. And I mean, that's different. Is it not? No, I, I know. I'm just, I'm just trying to make the comparison or the argument that, you know, you could just, like, you did it, uh, you did it a few weeks or a month ago, you know, right. you went and did a self-supported ultra. I could go do, like you're saying, it's just different because this is like an event and there yeah. are other people a month, you know, and, and, and it's easier to, you know, say that than to say, Hey, Heather, just randomly, you know, in September, I'm going to go spend two days. Uh, biking, where are you going from and to? I don't know. You know, it, you know, or here's the route that I made up. It, right. It's, it's a little more, le- I don't want to say add legitimacy. And, you know, she's like, okay. And so I'm in. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that it, mindset, it, it, like from the person that's supporting you, right? Because it does cause other things to have to happen with family and such. I mean, if you don't have kids, it's a different story, right? But when you've got kids and right. you've got pets and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's a different kind of, mindset for the person supporting you to say yes that said i do believe like if if you said to heather hey pete's driving out in in october and we're gonna go you know run 50 miles i think she'd probably support that oh uh without a doubt yes right because i think that in her mind that would be kind of an event right somebody's traveling to you know um she'd get to see gretchen because i'd have to bring her you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, I think that that is different, but I totally understand. I mean, the day that I did the self-supported 50 K, you know, it was a, it was a work day. I mean, for Gretchen. So she was just working, right? She, she supported me doing it. Didn't really impact her versus a weekend where we'd be away, which was what the Badger was in 2019 for me. I was away for the weekend by myself, but because of things going on in our lives, Gretchen couldn't come with me and uh, you know, I was just alone up there and that was different yeah. for me, a very, very different experience. And, you know, 
this year, obviously that race didn't happen, but when it happens in 2021, my plan is to be there. So, and right. That'll be one of the, the items on my 50 at 50 list, which I mentioned last episode. So, um, and you and I have talked about a little bit, so that's, you know, I get it for sure. And I think it'll be a fun event if you get to do it. And if you don't, I know you'll keep working out and you'll find something else. Right. I'm fairly certain I should say it this way. The event is definitely going to happen because it's such a small thing. So I don't foresee it getting canceled. And I very much foresee um, Heather, not Heather saying, either going or when I say letting me go, depending on what we have to do with the, with the kids. And therefore, I want to try to be, for me, it's more about, so I think I want to do this. I like you said, I would like to pack my bike up and just ride from here to Chicago, right? So this is a, like a learning experience to do it. So I foresee me going and at least starting and trying, but based on the logistics of, you know, Heather family, et cetera, would be, am I going to try to ride this in its entirety? Or am I just going to do a portion, be respectful of, okay, well, hey, she wasn't able to go, you know, she's going to be home with the kids and work on Monday. So I need to be back Sunday night or early Monday morning, et cetera. You know what I mean? So I may not, uh, going into it, weirdly to say, with the idea that I'm absolutely fine with the DNF, because it's really not necessarily about the completion of it. It's about going, doing it, having a few days of riding with, with, you know, friends and doing that. So that's more the portion that I'm looking forward to. Have you ever had a DNF before? Uh, I don't think so. Could be my first. How's that? Well, new adventures all around. Um, <laughs> Thanks sh- for pointing that out. Yeah, no problem. Shifting gears slightly, pun intended. Yes. You've done a lot of indoor cycling. Have you done much outdoor cycling as you geared up, started to gear up for this? I've only been gearing up for this about a week and a half, and in that week and a half, yes. So I've done very minimal outdoor cycling up to this because most of my cycling has been uh, nap time, literally right now. I'd be on the bike. Um, I'm surprised so you're not, not actually. <laughs> well, it's too noisy. So, anyway, yeah, don't, don't tempt me. Uh, but anyway, so it's mostly been nap time rides and it's been morning runs with, with friends. But for the last, let's just say, two weeks, yeah, I've probably got – when I say not a ton, maybe a hundred miles outside. Uh, and that includes like I running with a couple of guys on, so I ride, I got the bike, got it, set it up, set up, kitted out. Like I put the, the rack on the panniers and I loaded it up just to see weight wise, how much is it going to be? And is the distribution correct, et cetera. And then I've been just riding that bike when I say everywhere. I, I, so I ride it, um, you know, up to meet my friends. So it's only like a mile into town. But I ride it up, we go for a three, four mile run, and then I ride it back home. So two miles, add, you know, two miles, three days a week adds up a little bit. I have another friend that I pulled one of my mountain bikes out when we switched instead of going running longer on the, you know, during the week and weekends. Um, like we did, you know, a 15 or 20 mile ride here or there. So I've added a few of those in with more to come. As in like this Saturday, we're planning on a two hour long ride and it should be like, when I say two hours, our rail trail is about four tenths of a mile from my house, and it's a ten and a half miles out one way, and there's a little bit of a grade. So we would go um, up, and it takes about an hour, hour and ten to go out, 
and then it's only like 40 minutes to come back. So within two hours, we'll have, you know, a 22, 23 mile uh, bike ride in. So it's going to be gravel on the bike that I'm going to be using with the gear that I'm going to be using. So I'm going to be getting a lot of, and a lot more of that will be happening upcoming. It's just, like I guess the next, next week kids daycare and preschool when everything changes. So my schedule changes and, and, and accordingly I'll get, get some more outside riding. Do you, so I, it doesn't sound like you've been able to gauge yet whether the indoor training tra- has translated to the outdoor biking. Oh, it definitely has. I can, I can attest that without a problem. I say it, maybe it's not 100% locked in, you know, exactly the same, but you have to keep in mind the, uh, the trainer that I'm on now, it's one of those smart trainers. So it automatically gets harder and, and so forth. And so I've been doing, you know, elevation, uh, you know, you know, a couple thousand feet here and there, you know, gains and, and losses. So I, I've been, it simulates very well. As in, I go back to, I, uh, did, I talked about the King of the Mountain bike race. I've done that, let's say five times uh, since I've been here in Clearfield. And when I first started cycling, it took me you know, maybe, let's say 45 to 50 minutes to get up there. And then you can see when I started Zwifting two years ago, I, I dropped from a, you know, 40 minute PR to like 30, you know, low thirties. You know what I mean? Like it, I dropped time off instantly and I could jump into group rides and, you know, here and there through the year, I have maybe 500 miles outside, you know, cycling. Uh, and every time I go out, you know, people that I used to struggle to keep up with, I can. So it is definitely, uh, beneficial and and helps and the training does translate very well it's just uh some of the things you can't that you have to be hands-on uh you know to to know how your bike is going to handle with the load on the gravel you have to have that bike with the load on the gravel and that's why i I have three or four routes planned like i'm going to do the rail trail just to make sure everything's distributed correctly then i have um one gravel road that's flatter but bigger gravel so that way i can uh, try the bike on it and then once i know that it handles well there i have a loop that's going to go up an old fire road on one side of the mountain and then come down a nice gravel road on the other so i'm going to have all of that testing done within the next two or three weeks and then uh just keep riding so so what are you enjoying more in terms of getting to a point where you do an event the running or cycling or would it be triathlon if you had your had your way so i love biking more than anything i I just like it It, it's more social to me i guess you know and i you know because i I guess i could say i sit i sit inside and i talk to my friends on my headset just like i'm talking to you right now it's just my legs are moving right and i like getting outside and because i can see more territory on a bike i can get you know up on mountains and, and, and you, you see more farmland when, no matter where you're at, I can just travel farther in an hour on a bike than I can on my feet. So I like, that's what I, I just like being out and seeing new places and such. Uh, and you could talk a little easier on a bike, uh, keep a decent pace, at least I think, you know, without huffing and puffing or moving fairly well on a run, it's harder to talk. So triathlon, as far as an event, I, I like it the most because I, it's a little mix of everything, but also usually I'm doing the short one, the sprints, you know, which is only an hour, hour and 10 minutes. So we can go somewhere for a weekend and, you know, I'm, I'm done by mid morning, 
you know, wrapped up bike and all that, we could still go do something. So, which is counter too, because I did say I was signed up for half iron, which in, in, you know, Virginia, that was going to be a five or a six hour event for me, you know, well, so that me, was going to be a long, well, well, you know, it's three events. So one day a piece does yeah, work that out. That would be about right for me. Two and a half days on the swim, so, uh, and then the other two I could do in half a day, probably. There you go. Yeah, so I don't know. I just uh, I like the the mixture of the triathlon, and I don't want to say I'm getting out of that at this point. I will get do more. I try to like to do one a year, um, so I w- w- want to continue that. But you know, I've always really just gravitated towards biking. I don't know what it is. I just really like it, and I'm at a point uh, aerobically and weight wise where it's it's coming easier to me so that's this is where that's where i'm at right now so yeah yeah i mean another thing i wanted to bring up one of the ways that i don't i mean i don't want to put words in your mouth i don't want to say it's how you stay focused it's just from my outside perspective that's the way i would put it is you use diet bat run bat step bat are you are you using those currently uh all of them and I okay, so yeah, I use them, but I use them as in I don't, I, I don't know, I don't sign up for them for motivation. I don't know how to say it. So, um, down a raw rabbit hole, but it makes sense. I like to, um, maximize everything that I'm doing. So, I'm on Zwift right now. So, every time, like, there's Zwift running and there's Zwift biking. So, every bike I do, I try to, uh, track it so that way I'm gaining. Their game, their points, their virtual points. I need nothing in life, right? But I try to make sure I track it all. And the same thing is if I go for a walk, I track it and it, you know, goes into, you know, I, I get it into, I have Zwift open on my phone and the foot pod on my foot and it, you know, it tracks it. So I'm getting, I'm doing two things at once, so to say. Um, and that's the same reason when I go back to diet bet, step bet, etc. So I, I did sign up for, for diet bet, but it was because I, had gained some weight based on it was like, you know, holiday time. And it's like, Hey, you know, you gain that five or 10 pounds. Well, to win the one month bet, it's usually like you have to lose five or 10 pounds. So when I'm five or 10 pounds, five or 10 pounds heavier, I just sign up for one because I know that within a few weeks of eating well, the bloat's going to come off. And I am in a longer diet bet, the six monther. And that's, that has been, I, I don't like losing and I'm cheap. I don't like losing money. So I have been tracking that well. I'm down, you know, 10, 12 pounds total. And you and I said this when you were talking about your diet with or your bet with uh, with Kevin is like I, when I say I want to do it legit, I'm not I don't mean I'm cheating in any way, like weighting the scale or anything like that. But I like to just wake up in the morning, you know, step on the scale. That's my weight. As in, I don't want to have to step on the scale, and go for a six mile run, sweating and dehydrating in order to make weight. I want to be able to actually step on the scale and it, that be my weight. So, um, and that is, it is tracking in a, in a very good manner for me. But it's the same thing when I say the step bet and the, uh, the run bet, you know, when I have a running race, that I know I'm going to be running three to four times a week. I sign up for a run bet and, you know, running, you know, when I'm running three, four days a week, most of the step bets I sign up for are five or six day a week bets, you know, so I'm already going to get the steps by 8 a.m. four days a week. I might as well go ahead and sign up for that because it's, I don't want to say it's like free money. If you don't, if you miss the one or two days, you lose, you lose it. But that, I, I don't want to say how to, that's the correct way to say it. I'm using it because I 
I, it's like stacking the deck. I know I'm already going to be doing 80% of the work. So I really only have to motivate myself for 20% of the time. Yeah. But I think it still is a good way to get you to do that little bit of extra movement or lose those extra few pounds. I, I, I find it interesting. I haven't done it yet. Uh, mm-hmm. like from that perspective, obviously I've got my stuff with Kev, but I haven't done it from that perspective yet. But if anybody's interested in that, you know, check it out. I mean, I'm sure if you reach out to Rob, he'll be more than, more than happy to give you more of his oh, yeah. take on it. Yeah, definitely. And I guess I have a friend, the one that I'm running with now a couple of days a week, you know, he signed up and did his Garmin training plan. He's one of the guys I went camping with recently. And, uh, you know, he was doing his Garmin training plan. I'm like, Hey, I've talked to you about this like four times. You're already running with Gordon, your Garmin plan four days a week. You literally just click this button and it tracks it. And you're going to, and you know, you, you place your bet and you, and you follow it and you're going to win. He's like, Oh, and he's on his, he's now in three step bets and, and a run bet. And he's on his second run bet. So it, you know, same deal. So he's doing the work anyways. Why not get, get credit for it in every manner that you can. There you go. Sorry. Awesome. Yeah. If you have any questions, reach out. I don't care. So sorry. No, 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 no reason to be sorry. All right. Well, I mean, we're like over 45 minutes into this thing. So, and did you have any questions for me that you wanted to ask before we wrap her up? I followed up with you personally and I don't know what you've discussed on the show. So I don't want to cover anything. So, I mean, the question is, do you want to sign up for the dirty water and come bike a couple, a uh, no. couple hundred miles? No, <laughs> but Pete, I, it's it's Ohio. It's flat, right? No, right? No, it's not. I found that out. I don't know who knows what about running, but Pete, if you had to guess, on a roughly 316 mile ride, north to or south to north here in Ohio, what would you guess an elevation would be on that? I was surprised by Ooh, uh, living in a um, hilly area. I think Ohio is pretty hilly. I, I'm going to guess somewhere like 30,000 feet. Well, you'd be pleasantly surprised that it's only 17,000. Wow. That actually, that must be through kind of, kind of skirting some hills then, because I know that it could be pretty hilly there. So 17,000 yeah. isn't horrendous, but it's still a lot of elevation. So oh, yeah, that's not something I'm, I am not capable of being in the saddle for that long right now, but you know, I'm, we're going to work towards, towards fun, epic, stupid stuff. I think on a memory came up that Marion or maybe I, re, no, I reposted it that Marion uh, had put on my wall. I think it was a year ago. So I think it was, I think you actually said it on the show was it's only stupid until you finish. Then it's epic. So, yep. I said, this still applies, <laughs> still applies yep. today. So yeah, I have no doubt over the next year with my 50 at 50 that you and I will be doing some of those stupid things together. And I know one of them that got brought up in no fear that I will have to, I will have to do is camping. I will have to do at least one night of actual camping in a tent. I got all the stuff outside. Come on out. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem is that camping is really a, well, I'll tell that story another time. Cause I think Gretchen will want to be around for it, but it's a, my, my one experience with camping is it was just so awful. I never wanted to do it again. I, I don't think it I told the full birds. story on the show, but we will. So, 
All right. I, I ask you, does, does it involve birds, Pete? It does not involve birds, believe that. it or not. It does involve an animal, but not not birds. Right. Yeah. Well, hey, you got to add to your 50 to 50 list is, is everything. We can do that on, on foot or cycle. You choose, and we will go ahead and do it. Yeah, that one is, that's rough. So that's basically where you continuously uh, go the vert, do the vert of Everest. So you kind of pick a hill and you go up and down that hill over and over and over until you get to the height of Everest. And so that's Correct. not an easy accomplishment on foot or bike, probably slightly easier on bike just because of time more than anything. Depending on the grade of the well, hill. yeah. You and I have talked about that, and that's the interesting part is if you do it on foot, you can be shuttled back to the bottom via car, bicycle, motorcycle, whatever. But if you do it on the bicycle, you have you you can't. You can't be driven back down. You have to ride back down. I think if I did so, it on foot, you know, I would want to go on foot back down though. I I, I don't know. I think I would I really want to do that if I could. So I, I picked the one quote mountain next to us here. It's like, I don't know, a thousand, twelve hundred feet of elevation across three miles. I, and then I, and if I'm, those numbers are off, I apologize, but it stands that once I did the math cycling wise, it would end up being like 120 or 140 miles. So you can go with a steeper climb. But keep in mind, you're doubling the distance that you're going to be on your feet walking the entire time. It's almost behooves you to find a longer hill that you can get walk or run, however you choose to do it, to the top, and then have somebody drive you back down. The only, well, and it's the only, there's only very few rules, and one of them is no sleep. So you just, it's a, like you said, continuous activity. You can stop and take as many breaks as you want. You just, you can't sleep. So yeah. I think it'd be nice to do it. I would, argue or go the opposite route and not just level that kit. I would prefer to have somebody drive me down so that way that's five to ten to twenty minutes of built in break that I'm not walking. Because you know, it, it that'll add a significant amount of time on your feet. It is a lot of time. Yeah. I and I know I'm nowhere near being ready for anything like that. I went to the Swallow Cliff stairs, which I've talked about, I know on the show before. They're over in, in Palos not that far from me. It's an old toboggan slide that they built these, you know, like you would walk up there with your toboggan and then toboggan down, slide right? Slide down. That yep. Those slides are now closed, but they have an uh, the stairs up and then a, a new set of stairs that go down. So today you can still go, although about half, maybe even 60% of the lot is closed off to parking to control the flow of people. So it's not extremely crowded, which is right. good given what's going on, especially, you know, we're in a more urban area than you are. So there's a lot more cases of COVID here. So anyway, I went there yesterday and I didn't do any of the running. You can actually kind of go up these stairs and then there's trails right there that you can go, including like a one mile loop, which is what I eventually want to do. But yesterday I just went up Walked a little bit, went down, walked back over, went up. I, I only did that, on, I say only, right? Some people couldn't do one. Yeah, so. Big air quotes there, Pete. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, did four, I did four stairs up. So that they're about, there's 125 stairs. I want to say it's like 90 feet of vertical. And I am sore today. 
in the calf area especially. So I'm nowhere near ready for that. But my goal is to get to a point where I can do like 10 sets of stairs, run a mile, and then do that five, like five times. I think that would be really, I mean, a heck of a workout to get to the point of being able to do something like Everstang or just building up to doing more trail runs and wanting to get into the mountains eventually. I think that's good. And I have to keep getting in these workouts because I do have the, as of now, the Black Canyon 60K in February. So this was kind of the start oh, of my I'm Black glad Canyon. You brought, I'm, I'm glad to hear everything you're doing, but I'm glad you brought that up because right now, Pete, you need to call Heather out. That's right. Because when you first started talking about this, I said, hey, Heather. And she's like, no. And then we were listening to one of your shows, episode 100, 101. I'm not sure which one. And you were talking about this. And she actually paused it and turned to me and said, hey, why didn't you ask about this one? I'd love to go to Arizona. And I'm like, well, I did. I, I said, we're keep in mind, we're six weeks behind on what, what we're listening to here. So six weeks ago, I asked you and you said no. So right now, Heather, if you're listening. Do you want to go to Arizona? Yeah, Heather, I think you should. It'll be a lot of fun. It's February in Arizona versus February in the middle of Pennsylvania. So, you know, that alone should incent you to want to travel out. You and Gretchen can hang out and, you know, go shopping, take the kids, whatever. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be a lot of fun. So we'll see you in Arizona in February. I'll just go ahead and book that now. And Heather, surprise. (laughs) Be careful with that. We don't want to cause marital problems here on the Fat Man Chronicles. (laughs) All right. Well, dude, it's been awesome catching up with you. We probably should wrap her up now. And uh, look forward to seeing how the rest of the year in early 2021 treats you. And maybe this time next year, we'll get together and talk about whether I did this ride, whether it came out for the the uh, Ultra and uh, how the Badger was. We got big, big plans for the next 12 months, Pete. That's right. That's right. Got to have big plans. All right. Thanks again. All right. You've been listening to episode 109 of the Fat Man Chronicles. The music is You Got Me Wrong by Safar. We want to thank our patrons, Christine, Linda, Susan, James, Amy, Julie, you, Rob, Shay, and 10 Junk Miles. And, you know, you could find us on social, although we're not very active, admittedly, not my favorite place in the world to be, especially during this pandemic. But I do post some things there, and we do try to keep up with you a little bit. More importantly, subscribe, share, rate, and review the podcast, especially rating it on Apple Podcasts. It helps help people find the show. And remember, get out there and be better today.